I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You found Atomic Android Radio. Hey everybody, uh, it's clearly recorded at a different time, Adam, uh, here to tell you that we did it again. Uh, we accidentally spoke for way too long, uh, and we did an accidental two-parter. So this is the first half, uh, mostly covering like um, some of our first characters in RPGs, and some of our um, outside of D&D or Pathfinder-based characters. Uh, next week there will be the other half, which has more D&D talk and more um, other system talk. Uh, thanks, thanks for uh, checking us out. Thanks for sticking with us as we just talked for far too long. Hello and welcome to In Universe. We talk the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universes. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. And today we're talking about character creation. I have a question. Is yeah, the beginning okay, of our podcast all our favorite fictional universes or just our favorite fictional universes? Uh, I usually say all. Well, you did it this time. Oh. And uh, it's got me thinking, maybe I'll flub it less if there's no all. That's true. Maybe. We'll give it a shot. You guys tell us what you think. Yeah, well, they don't often hear how many times you flub it. To them, the experience might not change much. Yeah, but they have the perfect two takes to compare and contrast out of which one's better. True, true. (laughs) <laughs> Today we're doing character creation in D and D. Yeah, well, um, yeah, not we're just like we're talking our characters we made. Yeah, wait, we, we got our characters. Some characters of friends we got. Um, we just wanted to talk about D and D and RPG and shit. Yeah, we like um, talking about RPGs. We, we needed in general. I need to stop sitting like this. Um, viewers, you can't see at home, but um. Well, I guess some backstory. I just got a new computer and everything, so my screen is much bigger, so I can see myself much better now. And uh, subconsciously, I keep sitting like Dream in that video he made, and a lot of people like to talk shit on him, but now I'm thinking maybe he couldn't help it. People don't talk shit enough about how much you look like Dream. That's not true. I think it might be. You're close. There's a resemblance. We're both white white boys. White boys with brown hair. I can see it. Brown is blonde for you in your case. He has brown hair. 
So characters in, in RPGs, huh? Again, dear listener, you couldn't see. But for a brief moment there, it looked like Andrew might cry because I said he looked like Dream. That was not true. I was tired. I'm very much tired. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about characters, not just in D&D, but in, in a lot of the systems we play around in. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. I, I might get out of the way pretty early on uh, talking about systems right now. Um, I'm just starting to pick up the technically Chronicles of Darkness system, but most people know it as World of, the World World of, World Darkness. of Darkness. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've been picking that up. I made a couple characters in that. I really like the system for character creation because, for one, it's fast as fuck, boy, and um, uh, it's it's real easy to do, um, especially if you have like the little thing at the bottom of the fucking cheat being like, oh, hey, this is you. yeah, this yeah, is nice. how you do it. Um, I, so that's... I do wish it was a little more, I don't know, to me, coherent in like. Like, it wasn't like, oh, your mains for your attributes are like five, four, and three, but for your skills, it's like 11, seven, and four. Yeah. Um, like, um, I'm not sure if there is a way to do the math there that makes it feel a little less hodgepodge, but I, I would like that. It does feel a little Yeah, hodgepodge. it feels a bit weird, uh, but I do like the idea behind that system of, oh, here's your too, yeah. primary, secondary, tertiary, and what you're good at and everything. Um, but yeah, the numbers seem a bit off, but um, I guess they know yeah, just, what they're they, doing they after seem a little, 40 a little years. Bit arbitrary, but they, they must not be. Yeah, I do. But um, yeah, uh, I've been making some guys on there. Um, I just realized I accidentally made a supernatural g- <laughs> like a guy from Supernatural uh, on there when we were talking about the idea for this podcast. Um we're looking at some of our old games on like Roll Twenty and whatnot. Uh, one of them was like not supernatural. That's the and title Adam of was, the, the game. Yeah, that was the title of the game. Um, and Adam was making a joke about supernatural or something. I'm like, yeah, Holy yeah. Shit. I was like, oh, we I, should play the uh, first character I made in um, uh, Chronicles of Darkness was just supernatural, and that kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I got a, a couple others, but um, as like we just started it we uh, um, yeah I'm i've literally only on, made one character so yeah, far i'm planning on running it and some of the characters kind of give away what the games are going to be and whatnot so i don't want to talk too much about that but i'm really excited for diving into this system uh, might talk about more about yeah, it once in we, the future once we, once dive, we get into it dive in that'd be might expect to see that someday well yeah well don't expect to see it um expect don't be surprised if it happens i guess no you can expect it expect I, to see it i someday. will i i will promise that someday doesn't have to be anytime soon we might just forget uh but anyways yeah char- characters in like the rpgs and shit uh yeah uh i think it would be it behooves of us to start uh, I think where a lot of people start, their very first characters in in, mm-hmm. in an RPG setting, probably D and D. We can talk about kind of our rocky start to to fantasy role playing games. Yeah. Um, and how uh, I think this is true for a lot of people, at least a lot of the people I've played with. Your first D and D character or fantasy RPG character is just you, but magic. Yeah. Um, that definitely is the case. Uh, when you're like. 
for maybe for a lot of people like who are real creative types and like into like arts space and whatnot or writing or whatever the idea of role playing to them just clicks a lot better and like oh i could be anybody mm-hmm. um but definitely for us it was like um oh i guess i'll just do like me but magic so i don't really need a like play a character too much. I, I can everything. just exist within yeah. the world. Um, that for me, I will say, um, hasn't gone away too <laughs> much. Uh, for uh, we'll we might get into it later. Um, but a good deal of my characters are uh, we're in a setting. I'm like I'm just gonna be me in this setting, <laughs> uh, and it's like yeah okay. Um, and then like we go from there. Like I got one. Um, I'll talk about my first one. Yeah. But, um, I got one uh, in Pathfinder that's legitimately named Fantasy Andrew because it's which is me. a little bit something of a misnomer. Well, that. yeah, it's me. Like if I was a real guy, uh, uh, like just me and my personal life <laughs> taken and put into a fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's like if you got um. Oh fuck! I had the word the anime is- isekai. If you got isekai, um, yeah, there's like a whole genre, genre of that, like yeah. lit rpg kind of shit um but yeah maybe we'll talk about that later let's start with our first guys um, um so for a little bit of background on our first foray into and i think this has come up before when we've talked about D, but mm-hmm. i don't know if we've actually gone all that in depth if if we have i apologize um i don't I, it's nice to you. remind you of things sometimes um but yeah uh, and maybe you haven't listened to all the episodes so now here's another episode you don't have to listen to so you're welcome you're welcome yeah um but yeah our, our first kind of foray into it we didn't like have any books or really much of a concept of what D was aside from we know you roll dice you're yeah in a fantasy world. like we didn't have characters so sheets. we didn't yeah i was introduced to D D. um I listened to the podcast, A Weekly Planet, um, and I think I talked about this before with some of the guests we have that are involved in yeah, this yeah. kind of sphere. Um, so I listened to the podcast, A Weekly Planet, and then he, dur- and during his run of his show, um, he, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies is the host of that show. Uh, he talked about how he was going to go onto another show and play D&D. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. I'll I'll go listen to that. That sounds cool. Um, and I did. And he went on to the show D and D is for nerds and played D and D is for James because that's his real name is James. And um, instantly, I was like, oh, this shit is sounds so fun. And I went like back and listened to like all like a good chunk, like most of the first season of D and D is for nerds. Yeah. And like I came to you, Adam. Yeah. I'm like, dude, we gotta play D and D. It seems so fun. And you and said, I said, fuck nope. that. That's nerd shit. I yeah. will never play Dungeons. I think that's almost a direct quote. From me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and again, I think I've said this. At least I don't actually know if it was in this context. But um, I, there's a thing I like to do for my own personal self esteem. This is not. To, to it'll it's gonna sound like it listener i, I warn you it will sound he's like a bully it. he's a bully but by it heart. is not to denigrate anybody else's enjoyment of a of a thing mm-hmm. but for my own personal self-esteem um, i like to put myself above other types of nerds you know just so mm-hmm. i know that i'm i may be yeah you don't want to denigrate any of them but you do well, want them to know yes. you are superior to them. I, I like to feel superior yes 
Uh, and <laughs> that was supposed to stop that sentence. I was gonna try to say something else, but then I realized I didn't actually have anything else. But no, I like um, to feel superior, Adamon twenty twenty two. But no, um, so for a long time it was like I'm I'm a pretty big nerd. I understand that, but you know at least I don't play D and D. That sounds like some real nerd shit. And so yeah, when you first brought this up to me, I was like, fuck no, that sounds like some real nerd shit. I'm not doing that. Um, but it didn't take too long after that for, for me to come around, mostly mm-hmm. from taking your advice and listening to, like, D&D is for nerds. Yeah. Um, but because of that, because our, our only real, you know, introduction to the process of playing D&D was, uh, like, an actual like, play. Yeah, listening to other people play it. playing it. Um, we didn't know much beyond just mimicking what they did. As mm-hmm. in, we'd say something we'd want to do, and especially uh, for for listeners who might not know this, the the way the show D and D is for nerds often works is the DM will just roll all the dice, in, yeah, not, not in secret, but just roll the dice, and the player he'll just tell them what happens, the mm-hmm. outcome. Um, and so we figured that was what you did, and we didn't know about adding bonuses to it or or, or class features or anything like that so when we first played D, it was just like yeah i'm a wizard and that means i have literally every spell in the game yeah um <laughs> literally my only resource to this was a spell book app uh not a character sheet but uh, a sheet of paper that i made into a character <laughs> sheet and like a single set of dice that i had that i was letting adam use um and uh, of which we only ever use the d20 really yeah and um that that shit was wild i was basically a god oh essentially a god you had literally every spell in the game that you could cast at will yeah and it wasn't it wasn't like oh i'm this level and then i have this level of spells i at one point i got to level nine quote unquote and we were like oh that means ninth level spells so like i I, like every level i was or whatever um because like i i like found an xp chart or whatever uh so we were able to like level up and shit like that and then like i told adam oh i found this thing called milestone and where you just decide and he's like yeah i'll do that um and then so like uh every level i gained i gained a whole level of every spell <laughs> in the game we we played dnd how i imagine archaeologists will far yeah. in the future when they have to rediscover what it is um but yeah because of that um i played a character who was basically myself um and we didn't do much of like world building or even use oh it was all it was all improv yeah so it was all improv the most generic like fantasy or whatever so like we needed like a wizard or whatever we used a wizard merlin i i have Um, uh, some knowledge uh especially at the time of background of like i like mythology i like the tales of king arthur mm -hmm. i was like yeah that's what i'll use because that's what i have uh, so we did that, and because I was a wizard, I was like a an apprentice of Merlin. My name was just Andrew. Um, and then uh, some stuff happened to him. He, like, disappeared or whatever. I was like, oh, I'll... Actual Merlin, that is. Yeah, actual Merlin. And then I was like, oh, I'll become Merlin. I'll take up his mantle. Take up his mantle so, like, I could use that influence around people and everything. 
um, to like sort of scare them. And then I sort of just became Merlin too. <laughs> um, and that that's one of my longest running characters because it was legitimately my first and we revisit him every once in a while. He was definitely the most powerful. Try and rebuild him within the actual bounds of super hard. Like he's like a level like 40 character. Um, he's He's got like, he's like 20 level wizard and then like uh, he's got like the level, he's got like the abilities and stuff. And this was in Pathfinder. Um, that's where we started playing. Um, we talk about why we started Pathfinder yeah, we've said in other that episodes. Before, yeah. Um, but most but, recently, I think when we talked to Adam Carnavale yeah, from D and D is for who's nerds. The DM of D and D is for nerds. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, I forgot. So what we I was were saying. in we were in Pathfinder, and so Pathfinder. Yeah. Oh yeah, rebuilding that character. So he's like he's he was like a 20 level wizard like got the abilities of a 20 level sorcerer and then like he became like he was a pretty good fighter i think he was like level three and then he like quickly became like a level 10 fighter uh so he's like he's like a level 50 character almost um which uh ridiculous we we understand that yeah we know but but I will say that's probably in the spirit of Gary Gygax in that he <laughs> used to make a ton of fucked up, crazy, powerful characters and just play them all at once, really. Yeah, no, look, it's 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 pretty fun to do. If There's like, you've never played like at least a level 20 like a game. Oh, most campaigns never get that far. If, yeah. if you get the chance, I, I recommend it. It's super if, fun. If you're like a DM or whatever and it sounds fun, just, just start, start at there. level 20. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't need like the, the progression and that's nice often but like fun. you don't need to oh yeah you'll appreciate the power and the character a lot more if you've played up to that point right right but um it's, but it's for not... like a, a high fantasy almost mythic proportion game you mm-hmm. can definitely just start at 20 no no one's stopping you mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, uh that it reminds me a lot of um I think there it's in the Greyhawk setting, which was the um, Gary Gygax's kind of main setting. There's like a whole council of really powerful characters who are all just Gary Gygax's characters. <laughs> Each one is a different character he played. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then um, had joined his own little Justice League of his own characters. Yeah, uh, and, and that maybe well, there's yeah, a bit might, of foreshadowing oh. to come. Foreshadowing is a is a literary device where we can talk about things. Um, where we can talk <laughs> about things. Um, but uh, it didn't take too long for that before, because uh, we played those first games. We only had like a session really of Merlin, and then uh, he's been on the show before. A friend of ours, Chido, was like mm-hmm. a like a ranger. Yeah, he was a real Robin Hood type, like yeah, uh, but green far arrow. less competent. Um, he was really because well, we're working on a the 1D20 nature, yes. system. Um, he his luck was really the same know, as everyone, <laughs> yeah. But for him specifically, and the stuff he was doing, he'd go from critical success to critical fail like a madman. So, like, his introduction, like, I think he like rolled like an intimidation thing and he looked all cool on a roof or whatever. And like he was like standing on a roof, silhouetted, had his bow strung while I was being chased by orcs or whatever. And then he like when he like showed up, he was like about to save me from the orcs. 
He fucking went to shoot. He critically failed, slipped on the roof, shot upwards, shot himself in the leg, fell off the roof. And I had to like drag him away and save him. Um, and that was basically his character for the whole game. Yeah, he <laughs> was he would doing something cool and fumbling real hard. Um, which which was common in in how we played, where literally anything you could possibly do was determined by a single d20 roll. Oh yeah, the higher oh, the roll, the better it was. It it was an insane way to play. Really fun. Um, it was the fun. kind of it, the kind of magic we just can never recapture. No, um, I've, I've had people who were in those early games, friends of ours, be like, "Why don't you know? Why don't we ever play D&D like we did then?" And I just don't know if I can. I, I don't know do if that. we can. It's it's like the same feeling of watching an amazing movie for the first time, and then you think, "Oh, I'll never get to watch that like for the first time ever again." Right, right. Um, I I just don't think we'll I just ever think be there able was, to. There was something so fun in the pure. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, so the like ignorance right. was bliss, and, and so. Now that I do know, I don't know if I could ever just I go ever back turn to it that. off. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but it, it was very fun, as wild as it was. Um, uh, yeah, we eventually did become more structured. Obviously, um, <laughs> I I went and started buying the Pathfinder stuff. Uh, like I bought like the core rule book and everything. Really cool that Pathfinder did one core rule book. That was super <laughs> nice. Um, and then like um, the starter set for pathfinder and that's when i ran my first game was for the start and i think it's called black fangs dungeon um and that's where adam's first character kind of showed up yes i did have a a a first character prior to that but it wasn't mm -hmm. really my first character it was originally kind of a dmpc yeah, because Merlin. with Merlin, I think we've played a couple of games. I started, I think we did, the first game ever was a solo game where me and Ewan played. And then that wasn't that long of a game uh, or anything. Nothing like really crazy happened. Then we played with Chido a couple of times. Um, and then he stopped playing. Uh, and then uh, for Merlin, because it's kind of lame to just have like a single character walk around and do stuff uh, without somebody to bounce off of Adam made a NPC character uh, to kind of work with Merlin and everything. And uh, yeah, that was a, a paladin in name only. I had none of the abilities a paladin does. It was mostly a fighter. Mostly just a fighter uh, by the name of, and I do believe we got this by putting my name into a fantasy name generator where we got, uh, what was it? Agrathor Mongspear, if I'm <laughs> recalling correctly. Um <laughs> <laughs> which is fun it's a great name um it's pretty good i played as just an idiot that was the <laughs> whole thing i was an idiot it, it was a good idiot <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good at playing an idiot oh <laughs> but uh yeah as you were saying my, my first real character where i i made it wasn't really me <laughs> in D D. I. i I guess I bucked the the trend as we said, and I made um, mm -hmm. a the the kind of stereotypical horny bard, except that um, I was clearly gross and slovenly and like 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 yeah, it's so it's like the horny bard if they weren't appealing to right anybody. right. It's like if 
if the le- leisure suit Larry was a was a bard kind of thing. He's rotund. He's fucking tiny, even by gnome standards. <laughs> yeah, he was fucking minuscule, dude. Um, I think gnomes are like supposed to be like four yeah, feet roughly tall. Four to was, like, half three. that size. Yeah, yeah I, I was like two, was two foot five. five. Yeah, something like that. So um, I was very small. I was, I was rude, and not in like a charming way. I was just <laughs> rude. I was, uh, I swore like a sailor. Well, a... yeah, it, it it fit the accent. You, for some reason, you did this game and you're like, I'm going to be Irish. And I remember having the conversation, Ireland doesn't exist, dude. And you're like, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out, asshole, because I'm Irish. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. And you're like, e- you're like even if it, even if it did, like leprechauns are a thing, okay. But you're a gnome, not yeah. a leprechaun. So, yeah, that's what I did. I was like, okay, I guess I could introduce leprechauns. Um, and then, so, like, it spun out to, he was, like, raised by leprechauns. Um, um, so he just had an Irish accent, and that's just not a thing for gnomes. It's just not. I mean, it, I've, I've, I've absorbed that now in, in the lore, not the lore, really, but just in my world, most gnomes have Irish accents. But um, yeah, I was just like a like a foul, foul man who it's just the absolute worst. Uh, I was like middle aged, but <laughs> gross. Like I was so no, you were man. young. You were really because you oh, didn't know yeah. that you didn't know the aging system for uh, <laughs> no. So you were really young for a no, but you looked like you were like fifty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was balding. I had this big rosy nose. It was great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And we played that with our, our friends Marco Gomez and um, who's Ernesto. been on the show before, and then our friend Ernesto. Um, yeah. Um, it's they. I think uh, Marco played like a Tengu. Yeah. Um, uh, Ron, who I think was inspired by Jackson Bailey's character, grown. Uh, I um, wouldn't be I surprised think, if he was. I think he listened. That was like one of the ones he yeah. listened to because we were like, "Hey, this is what D and D is," and he was like, "Oh, that that sounds fun," and then he liked that um, because like that that guy's really funny. So yeah. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Um, and then um, our friend Ernesto, who played a dwarf, named um, Impalios, and his he was like a barbarian, uh, and his name was Impalios, where he had like just way too many spears he used. Um, there was a really f- fun part in that game where, um, in that dungeon, there's a room with giant spiders and um, <laughs> uh, uh ernesto's a bit arachnophobic um and there's like a bit where they had to split off with these doors shutting well they didn't have to split off we decided they, they were about to get trapped in this room as the doors were shutting and there was two separate doors that were closing and they said fuck it and ran in different directions um and then ernesto got stuck in the giant spider room and absolutely hated it and that was the first time where i was like Man, DMing fucking rules, dude. Yeah, DMing can be great. DMing uh, awesome. I can no. make it feel this uncomfortable just by <laughs> my like words. We 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 should specify he wasn't that against it. He did still have fun. This yeah. isn't a case of like he genuinely we, yeah, was he really wasn't, uncomfortable. He wasn't like and... an actual. He doesn't actually have arachnophobia, and we just bullied him. He just doesn't like spiders, uh, like right really this and... isn't a case of like you know uh he said something he really didn't want like a line he didn't want crossed yeah he overstepped his bound that's and not what we're saying crossed it no uh, we're saying he he was very much engaged and clearly in engrossed within the game because no spiders are present not even like <laughs> pictures of spiders but you described spiders and he was like ah uh no there was um on the map oh uh, cobwebs there was cobwebs because yeah. uh, i was like hey ernesto uh, maybe take a look at the map and then he looked at it, he's like god damn it <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun um uh i i ran uh I, that game again i think for um some other people that first dungeon i think it was for my cousins or something and i had some easter eggs from that you guys <laughs> left and that that was a lot of fun 
Um, but yeah, that was kind of the birth of Chet Faker, who um, my longest running character. He's definitely the longest running character. He's kind of the only character that's had like a full campaign. I yeah, yeah. Um, like he's so after that, we played a couple of games with him, and then um, I had this like sort just set up where this old man showed up on his doorstep. He was like this blind old crazy man. He's like, the world's about to be destroyed. You got to save it. You got to trek across the world and get to the other side and basically like stop the coming of the end. And that was it. And he was like, okay. It started walking across the world. <laughs> and then uh, he sort of since then have had this um, kind of uh, road trip. The, yeah, this madcap uh, adventure. Adventure. At one point um, we played when we got, when it came out and we got into the system Starfinder. Um, he disappeared into the future for a while. It was like a side. He played like a fantasy rogue in a sci-fi setting, not a rogue, bard, a bard yeah, yeah. in a sci-fi setting. That was a lot of fun. Um, um, I think we've told the story before, but Jet Baker accidentally became a holy champion of like yeah. a god, like a cleric or paladin order. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got to the future, that was like a big deal. So I I milked that for all it was worth. <laughs> yeah, because. Um, uh, people who know Pathfinder and Starfinder, there's a god. Um, I read the name wrong. Misread it, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I, the name is Iomde, I believe. I think. But I read it as Lomde because the text made the I look like an L, so it's Lomde in my world. Um, and then in the future in Starfinder, there's the champions of Galorian um, who, who worship that yeah, god. She's a big deal to them. So having a holy champion of her uh was a, a real big deal and he fucking milked that all he could um he had a lot of fun he had um the he's like the only one i have like of a set timeline of adventures yeah, yeah. to follow uh he was once caught in like a saw situation um i've been caught in multiple saw situations oh yeah i think one of which being i think it's future. been like a saw trilogy one of which was a sci-fi saw um, that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it, Chet Faker is just one of my favorites. Uh, we'll go he's, down he's in great, like a personal yeah. history. Um, beyond that, uh, there are some other kind of for we can move away from fantasy, I suppose. Yeah, for, for a little bit. Talk about some of the other systems we've used. Uh-huh. Uh, we've talked about our own system um, that we built um, because we're we're big nerds. We love superheroes. <laughs> um we or i think we've gone we've, there's that. a whole episode yeah on yeah oh yeah there is i forgot about that but um we built our own system specifically for superhero games um it's kind of branched out backing now. off the mutants and mastermind system but it's changed so much that it's barely like that at all um but uh yeah so we played like a lot of superhero games with that um uh one of the big ones was uh a marvel game we uh played which I don't think I thought would be as big as it became um, really when we started. Uh, so it for I'm, I'll come out with this disclosure for all of the superhero games. I'm basically like, it's just, yeah, I'm me. But if I was like this superhero yeah, and yeah. I just combine those two aspects. And the first one of that was I'm like, yeah, I'm me. But I'm like, if I was Spider-Man and uh, that came out with, I guess, 
you could call it a spider sona because that became a big uh, yeah. thing after fucking into the spider verse we but i did it this beforehand. game in, yeah about 2015 i think i recall uh, 2014 it 2014, was like yeah like i think we started with the mutants and masterminds yeah but it was like the first thing we did that wasn't a fantasy game was mm-hmm. this game um and uh so pretty early on before into the spider verse and mm-hmm. before before people were making spider sonas on the reg i'm sure people yeah. still were and then doing, i did have but... like like this is sort of like where i grabbed this from was like you know everybody as a kid is like yeah. oh i want to pretend to be this superhero what i did as a kid was what i do now basically for these games where mm. i was like oh i'm not that superhero but like i'm like that like i'm like i'm this superhero sidekick or whatever right right i used to pretend play and do that and now i still do that and now we still do later. that wow Whatever. that's cool yeah it's pretty cool but yeah so the idea of spiderling is one i've had since i was like eight or whatever he's definitely gone through some changes yeah, yeah. i don't think he had that name i think i started with spider boy because mm. duh um so and then by that i also want to say i i my character did predate miles morales so <laughs> yeah uh, okay. also we should we you should stole uh, that <laughs> i think it's good to mention that you also predate spiderling from i do Marvel i think even our game predates yeah. spiderling because i was mad that um so there's this story renew your vows where there's the character spiderling um where it's um i think she's is she still named mayday parker i in that? think so but do not it's spiderling's me. daughter uh with, spider-man's daughter spider-man's daughter with mary jane who has spider powers and she becomes spiderling um in that i uh had that i created my spiderling before that um so i didn't just steal that so i'm at least a little bit creative I, I find this thing where I'll come up with something, we'll use it, and then it happens. Like in like it does, it does happen I, a strange amount of time. And then I'm like, dude, Marvel, DC, just fucking hire me. I obviously know what the people are clamoring for, or at least what other writers are clamoring for. Uh, but um, yeah, like you um, created all of Bat Metal years before they did Bat Metal. Yeah, dude, I did. What's <laughs> um, funny is one of these is true. <laughs> um but (laughs) but yeah that was spiderling he's like our longest running marvel character um i like him a lot he's gone through a couple of iterations reboots yeah yeah um we're going through uh one where uh uh right now where it's kind of this like long kind of campaign game with him where we started at age 15 and we've been like moving up uh we haven't actually gotten we haven't moved that because we we haven't we have played it a good deal but we haven't done as much time jumps as we initially thought we were going to which is like fine like we started this game i think when i was 20 so like two years ago and like oh it'd be pretty easy to catch up um Uh, i think he's still 15 to 20 no i think he's 16 now Oh, okay yeah um but yeah, in the time it took me to move one year in the game, it's been two years. So yeah. That will ever catch up. Um, but yeah, I like him a lot. Um, he's got some pretty cool stuff with uh, some other some other characters. Um, one thing I really like, well, I guess I conceptually I was like I don't know if I like it, but like in game 
like i don't in know practice. it's not it's not that i don't like it it's not something i would have thought about doing mm-hmm. i guess is what i should say um it, it's really interesting where he's deals less with spider-man and more with daredevil um because mm-hmm. um, a, a bit of adam a side, likes, yeah. adam likes bit daredevil of a, a side and, effect of me loving daredevil he's, but the daredevil character is just great and him dealing with like a young superhero is pretty good um i really like in that game um because he's just a guy and so vulnerable he's kind of the only one that treats uh spiderling as not just a kid maybe we'll talk about this game as like a whole at some point someday um, yeah i think we might have talked about it before we talked about it a little bit in our marvel rpg episode oh yeah that makes sense that's basic he's like basically the main one in that right we talked about um, it a little bit but yeah it, it's, but, it's a great game uh, yeah, well, we we could talk about it more later. Um, I don't know if we have too many more Marvel, Marvel games. Um, oh, a- actually, we did. I've made a few Marvel characters in games and everything. Uh, we did do a Wasteland one where I played as a Hulk, which was really fun for me, but we, I had to uh, kind of ditch that because the party wasn't having so much fun. We did with a, that one. Yeah, a, a pretty, like a bad future kind of thing. Yeah, it was sent to the bad future and had to it was like a mar yeah it was like a wasteland like a lot basically like old, man logan. old man logan that's what i was looking for um but uh yeah i started that game as a hulk um had a lot of fun with that um myself but my party was like every time you do something we then have to deal with you and i'm like okay um so i moved from that to a ghost rider character who i really like conceptually where he's got both an angel and a demon spirit of vengeance in it, but the demon only comes out in the daytime with orange fire, and the angel only comes out in the nighttime with blue fire. Um, and I want to do some more with that character at some point. Um, I like it conceptually a lot. Yeah, um, Adam a mentioned lot of fun to play. Yeah. Adam mentioned um, a thing he really likes the idea of is a Ghost Rider cop. So yeah, maybe we'll, Ghost we'll do cop. something with that. I. I even like if he's got both orange and blue fire that maybe that could be sirens or something. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of lame. I don't know. Um, I had a Nova character who I uh, liked a lot conceptually too that I didn't get to play too much because, especially because when we started, Adam was like, "This is kind of overpowered how it's like done," um, because it was pretty early on in our building the RPG system, and he's like, "I." can't really do much encounters with it with you guys just fucking dipping away i'm like yeah fair enough i think i actually did that in between hulk and ghost rider yeah um but uh i really liked his concept because with adam in adam's world the nova core use the space stone and that's like the main reason he was pretty overpowered yeah because he was able to open up portals and shit um, but with him, he could absorb the energy of like Other any infinity infinity stones, stone. Yeah. So when someone used infinity stone energy, he could absorb that and then use that. Um, that's somebody I really want to revisit because uh, uh, with our new system, I feel like it'd be a lot more. Yeah, balanced. I think it might be a little better. And I really like the idea of resourcing infinity stone energy. Yeah, that does like, Oh, I only have like this much of like mine but i do have plenty of power so i've only got reality yeah i I think that would be a lot of fun um but uh i don't remember did you ever have any marvel characters 
Uh, um, I don't believe uh, there's the one again, more of a DMPC. Yeah, with a lot of the characters I make, because we do a lot of solo games. And like I said before, it's it like, can be a little boring to just it's have boring no one if to you talk have to. no one around, which is not as much of a problem when you're like, oh, this is Marvel and you can just talk to Daredevil and Spider Man right, and right, right. the Fantastic Four. Um, who is another big deal in the Spiderling game for other reasons, but um, yeah, uh, you have the your DMPC. You can talk about that. That's your guy. I'm, yeah, I'm um, there's not much. There's not you. nearly as much uh, to him as say Spiderling. He's he's not the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's a pretty. I think it's a relatively interesting concept of like, I'm a kind of a Captain America kind of type guy. Whereas you're a Spider-Man type guy, uh, but instead of being uh, part of the Super Soldier program or anything like that, I'm a little bit Asgardian. Yeah, you're half Asgardian, half human, which makes you not godlike, but tougher than a guy like a Captain America. Like a Captain America might. Um, And and my shield is is magic. Uru, magic. I can summon Um, it back to me like, like Thor can. Yeah, it's shaped like a star. Uh, so it's like really sharp, and so yeah, instead of it like to come out, yeah. Of the so in, instead of it like bouncing around off things, it gets thrown, embedded into something, and then just flies straight back into his hand, which is really cool. Um, uh, I, I don't think we've gone that. much into it, uh, but we've talked about it absorbing and yeah. dishing out energies and everything. Because um, the my my connection to Asgard is through Balder in the game. He's mm-hmm. my my dad, and he's kind of famous for being pretty hard to hurt so yeah it's the the magic shield kind of thing and i think it, i think it's a pretty cool idea we don't mm-hmm. do much with it just because again i'm not the focus of the game mm-hmm. but, but uh, it's it's more one of my more favorite dmp i think it's one of the few ones that I, I think works a little more cohesively than just like yeah this guy's also here yeah um because you do have like in story you are dealing with your own shit right right and everything um yeah you have that um i think you kind of it might have been before or after i think it was before you kind of spun that character off on like a game you did play um in marvel where you played as a character named riot i believe yes and you have like game, a riot shield this was a game you ran uh yeah kind of just as like a like a one-shot idea almost mm-hmm. uh because where... i had this cool idea where i was like hey what if Kang and Ultron fused and made like a new like Kangtron, Kangtron or whatever. Um, what if it was more like because Ultron's all about like destruction and everything, and Kang's all about uh like conquering, hence the name Kang the Conqueror. Oh. Um, and so what if you took those powers and gave it to someone who didn't care so much about the timeline and everything? It felt like a much like different threat. I won't say bigger threat, but like a different problem to deal with. Um, so I, I I threw that in as a game. It was mostly just a one shot. Um, uh, yeah, and... where I made a shield agent who had like a like a regular riot shield. Yeah. And then like nanites that gave me kind of mm-hmm. super soldier abilities. Um, uh, it didn't then, last very long. Yeah, I think you lost the nanites at one point because you were fighting Ultron. And yeah, and he was just like, my now. Yeah. Um, and then, like, to replace that, you got the symbiote riot. And so that was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, you did. Oh, there was one Marvel game that I totally forgot about um, that you played. Oh, I forgot your character's name. 
it was kind of like a Hyperion Sentinel type, not Sentinel. What's oh, his name? yes, Sentry. I did. I did. Um, he I kind of as both my character concept. I forget my name now. I think it was Mind Warp. Maybe? Mind Warp. Yeah, that. That's um, what it was. I, I was my character concept was <laughs> I was both the hero and the supervillain. Supervillain was like a like a mind control. Yeah, he was like a kind telepathic, of a, yeah, telepathic, telekinetic kind of guy, and then the hero. Was like your kind of classic Superman kind of guy who mm-hmm. could like kind of Captain Atomy manipulate like atoms to do stuff, and I was like, yeah. And then they fused, and yeah. They kind of wrestle was, for control. It was kind of a superior Spider-Man situation where they wrestle for control. And then the guy wasn't like straight up evil. He was like kind of doing the superior Spider-Man thing. Like, dude, I'm so much fucking better than yeah, you. Watch yeah. me do this shit. Um. um but then and I then, very pretty quickly went off the deep end and just became an omnicidal maniac. Um, you didn't go too bad, but you were like, oh, how do I solve this problem? I'll make a fucking nuke and well, yeah. toss it in. So there was, there's the, um, we were still using mutants and masterminds, that system at yeah. the time. And there's the ability in there, and it's the one I used for, for this character. That was like his whole thing was... Um, I think it was it's like matter manipulation, yeah, transmutation or matter manipulation or something like that. Anything into anything was the amount mm. I bought of it. Um, which means I could just turn stuff into anything else. And I was like, how do I defeat this person? How do I deal with the Latvarian embassy and its nearly impenetrable force field? I make a critical mass of uranium and I huck it in as a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or I, I turned it was like raining or whatever. And I turned the metal of a building into sodium, which explodes in contact <laughs> yeah. with water. Um, that was a hassle to deal with. But I did have this whole setup thing for like the villain of uh, that game was going to be Thanos collecting the stones. Right, so but he was kind of a was... man behind the man kind of thing. We were all just kind of fighting everybody versus everybody to get stones yeah. at a certain point. Um, and then so Adam came upon the saying that it's like, oh, here's a stone collector. I could keep the stones in here, like and use like, their safe. their magic, um, their magic. Yeah, um, use their power. Yeah, he was able to use a very limited amount of it. Um, but it was actually just kind of like a a mini little tra- matter transporter thing that he was dropping a stone in, and it was showing up to, to Thanos. And, and so I kind of so, unwittingly became a like a herald of Thanos. Yeah, and he was just Thanos's delivery man. Uh, he got all the stones for him, and then Thanos snapped the world away, uh, as he tends to do. Um, and that was a lot of fun. That was a game that. Probably would never go anywhere or anything oh, again. Oh, just probably but, couldn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, but I think that's mostly it for our Marvel stuff. There's probably some stuff. There, forgetting. there's one that um, I remember it because you you sent me something uh, just the other day that reminded me. Oh, of it. It was very yeah. funny. So this was an early iteration of Spiderling, but most of the bones are there. He's Andrew, but also Spider Man, and there was this big contest of champions type thing where all a bunch of the marvel characters fought and everything and spider-man died during it um mm-hmm. and so he spider ling was coming back to new york 
to be like, all right, New York needs a Spider-Man. I'll be that Spider-Man. No, it was kind of, this was, I think it was like a kind of a precursor to the Marvel Wasteland game we did, where we kind of went into the future a bit. And then like, that's where it was. And then um, Spider-Man was kind of like heralded like as a hero to everybody and everybody fucking loved him. And then we were trapped, like we were taken captive and everything. I'm like, don't worry, guys, I got a plan. And like, I stand up, I'm like, everybody, I'm Spider-Man. Because I had spider powers and I could prove it. Right, right. Everything. And then we were uh, playing in a group. Yeah, our friend John uh, sort of just stood up and he's like, no, I'm Spider-Man. Who was, he, was not, he had no Spider-Man powers. He was like a Dr. Doom. Yeah, he had magic. <laughs> Uh, and he was like, um, and I'm then, Spider-Man. And then that kind of steamrolled into everybody doing the I'm Spartacus scene. I'm like, no, guys, I am Spider-Man. I can prove it. No one was listening. Andrew, Andrew screaming into the void. This is not an I'm Spartacus moment. I am Spider-Man. I was so fucking angry at him. And it was <laughs> so funny. Absolutely pissed me off. Um, That Spider-Man did, or Spider-Link did end uh, by becoming a character we refer to as Stumps we lovingly McGee. refer to, yeah, uh, because he got fucked up pretty hard, um, and he so he needed the time stone to go back in time to kind of save the world. Um, the it was kind of like an old man Logan Hulk. It was a fucked up crazy Hulk. I uh, ate the time stone and I went fuck it. I guess I'm going for it. And I like dived into his mouth. Um, I got down to it. The stomach acid seared me crazy because there was heaps of radioactive stomach acid. And he chomps down on my legs <laughs> and I lose my legs, but I grab the time stone, make it out of there. And then I show up. I forgot what the driving point of the plot was. It was don't um, trust somebody, but I forget. No, who. it was Tony Stark. Oh um, yeah. Where I show up, I find my younger self and i say don't trust tony stark and i went yeah okay and i walked away and that stopped the whole future i don't remember what tony stark did to get us there oh anything uh, but the twist of it was that he wasn't actually tony stark it was um nate richards kang oh yeah um but yeah so that kind of created like a time paradox me that just sort of Climbed around the ceilings of the sewers of New York because he didn't have legs, but he was sticky like Spider-Man. So he would kind of like do an ape walk, but upside down hanging and just crawl (laughs) through the sewers. And it was it was fucked up. Um, But yeah, that that guy was around for a while. He not after our reboot of the game, but um, yeah, that for a while there. That was all right. Uh, But yeah, that's Marvel. And that's the end of this half. Uh, tune in next week for the second half. Again, this is not intentional. We just accidentally spoke for like an hour and 45 minutes or something. Uh, Alright, bye guys. We'll see you next week. You look like a fucking fiend of drinks back there oh dude i'm a fucking (laughs) fiend even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.